0: 99. Whoop, whoop. Whoa. How did we get here? I feel I, I didn't even think about it till we hit record and I started talking, but episode 99, there's like a sadness that comes with that. It's like we're moving into a different era. Episode yes, 100 feels like just a
1: completely different ball game. And you and I keep talking about how different we are from episode one. And I love that everyone, I mean, some of you listening have been on this journey with us for the past 99 freaking episodes. And if we've changed, I totally trust that you have too. And many of you write to us all the time about how your lives have transformed as a result of listening to the podcast. Many of you have come into both Kate and my coaching containers or group programs. We love you so much. And I still can't handle how different we are and our lives are. everything episodes. it's
0: so crazy yeah wow maybe we should reminisce we'll do that next week but we'll do that next week
1: and we will do that for you next week for episode 100 so stay tuned
0: yeah all the all the golden nuggets of the last 100 episodes but 99 like i just think it's so wild I mean, we have changed so much. I think the sound of our voices are different. Like everything is different. And it's so cool when someone new comes into the fold. um, I hear a lot. I get a lot of messages from client new, like I have a new client who binge listened to almost, I think she said she's last time I talked to her, she's on episode like 78 and she listened to them in like three weeks. So like binge watching (laughs) Netflix, binge watching the New Truth podcast. Mm, And I know that there's a lot of women who've done that too which must be weird. It's like watching a TV series evolve, you know, the beginning, the actors are just like finding their way into the character. And then later they're deepening and dropping in. So obviously as Catherine and I continue on the journey of the new truth podcast, we are always evolving ourselves. Everything we share with you, we're always doing on ourselves. Like my work, I think about just having been in Greece and done the last two immersions, how, Freaking different! The I had one client who came to the very first one in Italy, and she came back to Greece to do it again four years later. And she was like, I can't believe how different it is. And of course, it's so different because I'm so different. And as I evolve, the work evolves and the work deepens. And so does our podcast. So it's so crazy. And today I am tuning in from my new studio in Costa Rica. I guess this is my first episode that I've recorded in Costa Rica. I was in Greece last episode. Now I'm in Nosara, Costa Rica. And you're in North Carolina Carolina. (laughs) Um, and episode 99 is all about how to ditch dating exhaustion. Um, You know, dating can be incredibly fricking exhausting and it's so fun because I'm newly single as you know, and as I've shared. And when I was in Greece, I played around a little bit with dating apps and I've been dishing out dating advice for a long time with my clients and of course I've dated a lot in my life but I actually haven't done online or app dating until now and I was quite averse to it but I felt incentivized to do it just to experience it and just to practice what we preach so I have so many little things to share and it's been such a fun process for me to yeah just experience what what you experience and how it can be totally freaking exhausting. And I get it. And you can change that because everything is dependent on where it's coming from within yourself. I mean, working can be exhausting. where dependent on where, where you're coming from within yourself. Friendships can be exhausting depending on where you're coming from within yourself. So we're going to unpack that today and show you how to make dating pleasurable and fun and easeful and all the things so that you can, you know, stop looking at it as a chore for those of you who've been doing it for a long time or who just feel disheartened by the shallowness of it. That's what I really felt when I first downloaded, um, Bumble. I tried it when I was in Corfu, just I, I, all my friends that I was with on, I was on a retreat for myself At first, and my friends were all talking about it. And I was just like, Oh, yeah, no, I'll never do online dating. And then someone challenged me and I was like, Hmm, yeah, maybe I should try it. So I just downloaded the app. And I did the first time I did it for five minutes, and I deleted it. And I was like, this is way too shallow for me. I can't do it. It's just like what I'm just swiping on people's pictures like I'm I love energy and so that felt so limited. Um I'll share the second half of my next experience with it in Athens because it was very different, but um yeah, it's there's just so much to unpack. Dating is it can be such a beautiful growth-based practice and it also can be completely detrimental to your well-being and self-esteem.
1: <laughs> so yes, indeed. There's a lot. This is, I didn't get to say my, I'm so pumped about this episode. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> give it, give it. <laughs> but I am because so, so much of what's been on my heart lately is really how many women give themselves away. And how reciprocity, you know, I, I was thinking some of the things I'm celebrating this year I launched two brand new programs. And so much of the the word for me this year with most of my clients was cultivating reciprocal relationship. And when you're a woman who's used to, and, and you we talk about this with all the saboteur archetypes too, right? Overgiving, over functioning, trying to make things happen in our lives and totally boundaryless. Which then turns into codependent resentment because why doesn't anyone take care of me? I'm doing everything for everybody else. And the early attachment of dating, you know, dating is exhausting when you early attach. Dating is exhausting. We don't have any discernment on waiting to see. And I love that you just said energy is the name of the game because actually, who's bringing their energy to you? Not just their fucking attention, my loves. Mm-hmm. They're energy their time yes their energy as in they're pursuing you they're making time for you lots of people just will you know the little bit and of course this is the sign of deep needed inner work is if a little bit of attention and the next thing you know you're swept into fantasy land and you think you found the one that is your childhood emotional neglect at the front and center surface and when you try to when you're doing that that's how dating is exhausting Right. When there's no boundaries or limits around it, or when you're already depleted from your day and you haven't done anything to take care of yourself, and then you sign on to an app, you're going to hate dating and not find anyone on the app. And then you're going to mm. blame dating yes. rather than how are you taking care of your well being? Mm-hmm. And I love, love, love that you brought in that anything can be exhausting. Of course, anything's exhausting when you don't have any boundaries and when you don't put yourself first. But yeah. dating is mostly exhausting when you're giving your energy away to people who don't deserve it, to people who haven't earned it, to people who are not offering their energy to you. And when you're giving it away to quickly. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. When your saboteur has the wheel really, or your inner child, but like kind of, they're both, they could come together. They're a team, They're um, a team. They are. but <laughs> they are, they really are. But your saboteur, like they let's think of the saboteur archetypes. So there, and there's the saboteur mini course on my Instagram. If you ever want to take that and find out what saboteur archetypes running the show for you, but I'll say them really quickly. The fantasy addict, right? Fantasy addict, mostly runs a show in dating. And, you know, I even had to watch this with myself. It's like, You do not know someone. The fantasy addict is constantly making meaning. Even if you have an energetic connection, doesn't mean you're meant to be in relationship with that person. Last week's episode with Andy, all about astrology and compatibility, like just because you're compatible with someone does not mean you're going to be in relationship with them. Just because you have great conversation with someone doesn't mean that you're going to have a great relationship with them or you're meant to be in relationship with them. Just Imagine because someone that. is everything on your list, throw the list out and burn it because the list is at the wrong focus. It's about them. Doesn't mean you're gonna be in relationship with them. So watch the meaning making. The fantasy addict is always making meaning when dating. Watch the meaning making. It's not and and I have to remember this now. Like as I had, you know, actually, I actually I did go on a date in Greece. Um, it wasn't from Bumble, but I had lots of conversations on Bumble. A friend of mine, a guy friend who's amazing. Actually, I'm going to interview him for the podcast. He's so freaking awesome with helping women with dating. And he helped me create my profile. And I, And it was so cool. So like just the psychology behind watching how he was doing it. And he was teaching me like the principles, he used to be a pickup artist, but he was using the, not the shadow side of pickup artistry, but he's a super good human and he's no longer in that world at all anymore. He's in a beautiful, loving, meaningful relationship now. Um, But it was so cool to hear like the psychology behind things, because when you're using an app, like you do have to sift through a lot of crap. So it's just like when you and I are marketing to our ideal clients, we have to be really specific. And strategic with how we're marketing so that we have the right women come in the door as opposed to non ideal clients, right? This is it's, it's marketing 101, it's psychology 101. So the same is true for online dating. So we'll definitely bring him in soon and do a really fun episode around um, creating a dating profile. But it was such a cool experience because when I was having these conversations, it's just like, Okay, I ju- just kept so rooted in these are complete strangers, and I'm just gonna be myself. And as I'm conversing, is like most women go straight to who do I need to be? So this is the second, uh, well, the la- it's the last saboteur archetype. It's a shapeshifter. It's like, oh, what should I say? He said this. What should I do? He said this. And it was like when I was having those conversations, I was fully myself. I was not holding back. I was not pretending. I was not contorting. I was not hiding. And if someone stopped messaging, I'd be like, okay, great delete. Like, and it just, and it was so fun. I spent a whole night just having all these conversations and I was like, oh yeah, you just, you just are yourself, you know, of course that's, and, and if you don't know yourself, get to know yourself because your saboteur might be the one in charge. And then there's the self-sacrificer who's like, you know, I'll do anything for you. The self-sacrificers. How can I contort myself, like with the shapeshifter, um, so that you like me? So that, like, what can I do for you so that you choose me? So that you like me? And then the next one's the isolator, and the isolator just, you know, is hiding in the basement or not not sharing vulnerability, not being open, not being real. Um, and then there's the controller, which that is the most challenging. I mean, they're all challenging in dating, but the controller is very challenging because the controller is trying to control the outcome. The controller is trying to control, like it it has high expectations and is attached to the result and is attached to Where this is headed, as opposed to being in the experience. So, of course, we've said that before, but when your saboteur is in charge and you're in protection, it's not going to feel good dating. But when you allow yourself to not non attachment, that's the key is like you allow yourself to just not attach to people, even after you've gone on three dates with someone, even if they've gone really well, like there has to be a surrendering process where you learn how to trust, where you learn how to trust that life is leading you to the Relation, right relationship at the right time. This is not your job to control it. It's not your job to figure it out. All your job is, all, it's only your job to show up and use dating as a practice to be more of who you are, as a practice to be more vulnerable, more real, more playful, more, more flirtatious.
1: I'm exhausted listening to the saboteur behaviors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's exhausting. I'm like,
1: holy shit. And the, the biggest pain for me is that people will then blame dating. Yes. Yeah. And you, you know, I like to think that, and I I say this over and over again, I think the biggest fantasy is thinking that I don't have to look at dating like relationship practice. And then when I find my right, perfect person, I'll just know how to be in a relationship, which that is insane. Yeah. When you see, I mean, we, we, of course, both stand for that life is your playground, right? All of life is the best personal development and growth opportunity there is. And the best way to approach dating is date for growth, right? When your attention is on you, you have your energy. When your attention is on you, you have your power. And my, my phrase is no big deal. I loved hearing you just say, whatever, they didn't write back, whatever, Right. Mm -hmm. And, and really have to keep pointing out like the, the true immaturity and this isn't shaming, this isn't anything wrong, but this is really taking a look at if I'm this swept by everything, if I can't let anything Mm -hmm. go, if I'm this needy and desperate for attention, that is a cry from your soul to come home to who you are. And yes, dating, you know, a lot is changing about dating culture Mm -hmm. right now, especially as a result of all of us being, you know, quarantined and and slowly coming out of that. But the problem is you're the one who sets the pace, babe. Right. I'm, I'm so sick of this. Like, what should I say? What should I do that? That's exhausting. Want to know how it's exhausting when you're constantly second guessing yourself or thinking that there's a script or thinking that there's dating rules or thinking that your worth is dependent on whether or not this person likes you. When you behave like you're the chooser and you're observing behavior and you learn how to slow the fuck down, then magic can happen. And when you move from your head to living from your heart and in your body, then the magic happens. When you prioritize your happiness and well-being, right, why are you showing up to dates exhausted? Like, I don't understand that. Like, you've been running around all day and then you tell yourself that you should show up to this date Uh instead of cancel it. Yes. And then you wonder why it sucks. Yes. Rather than... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, We're no,
0: no. I, I was just gonna say, um, that and I've I've helped so many clients through this. It's like when you're treating dating like a job, get out, stop, delete the app. I deleted the app when I got to Costa Rica because it no longer it was fun in Athens and for like a couple of days. And then I was like, no, I'm just gonna meet people in real life, and also I'm not actively shop like I'm open but I'm not actively shopping for anything and so right. it I, I did it for the fun and the growth and the play but as soon as it's not fun like if it starts to feel like work and like a job delete the app stop and then practice right. flirting and
1: connecting in real life IRL yeah I was just gonna say like even without being on the apps yes dating is exhausting based on how you hold it right like if you're walking around like I'm dating, and then you have all these expectations on what should be happening or if it's not happening, you're not happy, right? If, if your internal feeling mm-hmm. is dependent on what's happening externally, that's codependency, first of all, and that's exhausting. Yes. Because if you haven't listened to the number one thing holding you back in your love life, the answer is control. And that's what control is, right? You will wait forever if yeah. you're telling yourself... Oh, I'll be at peace when that thing falls into place, which is just the same as I'll be happy when I have a boyfriend or when I meet the love of my life, etc. or when, when things turn around, right? when yeah. he proposes, then you're just on the perpetual chasing the next yeah. thing rather than prioritizing your inner peace. And nothing yes. is more magnetic than a woman at home in her own skin, than at peace with herself. Nothing is more intoxicating than a woman who respects herself and has boundaries and sets standards for herself. And the way you create reciprocal relationship is you stand on the line and then it's the energetic of who wants to join me here. And then how does energy flow between the two of us? Energy does not flow when you're overgiving or overfunctioning. Energy does not flow when you're sac- self-sacrificing or pretending to be someone you're not. Like, want to know what's exhausting pretending to be someone you're not? Yeah. That's all of it. So
0: draining. So draining. And I just think like when someone doesn't write you back or they're like they're too busy or it takes days or whatever, like as soon as you catch yourself and I've even caught myself in this having a crush on someone and feeling that that high of the attention of the, of the energetics. And it, I mean, it was an- he was unavailable and it was not a thing, but it was just someone I was working with. And there was this energy and it felt so good to feel reciprocal energy. And then Mm. I noticed my saboteur kick in and want more, want more attention, want more, like wanting to get something. And so when you catch yourself in that energy of waiting by the phone, waiting for the text, waiting to hear back, waiting for the next date, waiting to get something, you are in your saboteur, you are in your protection and you are not taking responsibility for how How you feel. So, you know, do some journaling, do some venting, get it out, uncover how you're feeling underneath it, feel your feelings, and then start to give yourself the thing you're trying to get from the guy, because ultimately, That is the thing that sets us up for, even if you do get him, even if you do get into a relationship, what you just said, you'll never stop chasing that next thing because your, your mind has bought into the illusion, not, it's not your fault. We've been so programmed the illusion that the key is outside of you, that this person has the key to your heart, that this person has the thing that you need to feel good. And, you know, so check your narratives, like when they are not responding to you, It's not about you. Even if someone, I mean, we did an episode on ghosting. Even if someone doesn't respond to you ever, like let's say you have three amazing dates and then you never hear from them again. That says everything about that person and their ability to communicate or not communicate honestly and openly and vulnerably than it says about you. But we internalize everything. Our saboteurs take it and the little kid inside takes it and uses it as ammunition against us. That is exhausting. Mm -hmm. How many times a day, you know, do you do that even at work or with your friends or whatever, like making meaning of other people's behavior that actually says something about them, not you. Even if you're, even if you're in a relationship and your partner has an affair that says something about them and their wounding, not you. So Mm -hmm. And, and of course there's, there's always something to look at within yourself and what's happening within you and what, what part of your saboteur is playing into the dynamic, but ultimately it's like, look in the mirror and take responsibility for all of it because you are uh, uh, not for their behavior, but for your part and come back to yourself because ultimately it doesn't mean what you think it means and watch the stories that you're believing about yourself. Because I think that's that's like the majority of our energy that gets depleted in all relationships, not just romantic, not just dating is the stories that we make up in our minds that aren't even true. Like in the last several years, whenever I'm making up a story, I check it out with my friends and I, I mean, I check it out with the, whoever, if I'm making up a story, I check it out always because unless I can work through it on my own and I don't need to check it out this, I slept at my girlfriend's house last night. And this morning I took a FaceTime call in her living room and I made up a story that she was upset because then she took a call in her bedroom. And then I made up a story that I was rude for taking this FaceTime call and I checked it out with her. And she was like, what? No, your family, it's cool. Like, it's all good. You don't need to apologize, but it's like, I don't sit and swim in the stories that other people are mad at me or that this guy did like, and if you can't check it out with someone who you're dating, cause you don't even know them, then just rewrite the story within yourself, you know, get vent out what your saboteur is telling you. It means, and then choose a different belief because choose something else to, to believe about yourself, choose something to celebrate about going on that date. Are you being vulnerable? Are you being real? Are you showing up fully for yourself? Because ultimately like the power that we give away to strangers and the meaning we make when we don't even know the reason is so exhausting. So and exhausting. so, and just contributes to, you know, feeling
1: shitty about yourself. I mean, I like, I'm like thinking about how much the world would change if all single women devoted their energy to actually wanting to change the world rather than obsessing Mm -hmm. about men and, and this like real practice. And and I'm like thinking back to Mm -hmm. my own like obsessive and desperate behaviors in dating. And, and I don't know if everyone knows this, but I said in my first episode interview of, you know, I started my business out of my breakup like devoting my energy to something for me, to being of service to the planet, to having a mission that was so big that I couldn't stew in my own stuff. Like there has to be a vulnerability of, I must have way too much time on my hands to be obsessing about other people's behavior. Like I must have way too much time on my hands in order to be constantly you know, exhausted around dating rather than I build, and here's the magic, When you focus on yourself and build a life that you love, dating becomes easy and effortless and it actually happens quickly because you're not attached. You're not in the drama. You walk away very quickly from anyone who is toxic or isn't offering their energy. And this topic so important to me is because most women are exhausted in relationship and that's not their partner's fault and it's not their kid's fault. Your kids owe you jack shit, actually. <laughs> they owe you nothing. It's your job to take care of yourself. No one's doing that to you. It's yeah. your job to say, I need to slow down or I need help or I, you know, even like those little moments, like you can get all of your energy back. I like to think that self care doesn't actually take a ton of time. When you set up your life in a bounded way, so you start saying no more and say yes to only the things Mm -hmm. that actually nurture you, you're going to get all of your energy back. And the secret is that time and time again, I've watched with my clients, the courage to say no to the wrong person is what leads you to the big yes and the right one. It's the wasting time Mm -hmm. or- trying to change people rather, not wasting time, trying to change people. Well, wasting your time in trying to create a reality that doesn't exist. Yes, being in fantasy. Being in fantasy, right? Ignoring that the person says, I don't want a relationship. So then you can do the confirmation bias in your brain that says dating sucks. I'm going to be single forever. And so it doesn't have to be exhausting. Dating was not exhausting for me. And granted, yes, it was a very different time. I do not suggest that you're on 15 different apps. That's so dumb. You don't need to, more apps does not mean better. No. Being intentional. And as Kate and I keep coming back to, you don't have to be on the apps, but you then do have to pay attention to your energy in the world. Yes. Right. What? And it's not giving so that you get. It's recognizing that giving is how we're designed to live in the generosity of our spirit, the generosity of our happiness, the generosity of complimenting people, the generosity of following what feels good and what your purpose is. Like you don't have to try to give in that way. Like when you know yourself and you value yourself, that ripples out into the world. And I was also thinking as I'm listening to us now that, you know, how to be perceived as a high value woman is actually through your own self-perception, right? Like when you're not addicted to what other people think, or how do I get him to like me when you look in the mirror and you know, and see in the mirror, high value, worthy, beautiful, deserving that then becomes the mirror. Yes. If you don't see that, you will be swept by anyone who gives you those love bombing crumbs of attention. It's not rooted in reality. That person does not see you or you'll hang out with people that are less than, you know, quality (laughs) and are toxic. And then you tell yourself that's a good, as good as it can get because you don't see yourself well, right? The mirror of reflection of finding a high quality person starts with the mirror you look at in your own bedroom.
0: A hundred percent. And whatever you attract is a reflection of what's happening inside of you. The most important thing is your relationship to yourself. And I promise you, you know, I, I just had a follow-up call with both immersion groups this week. Oh, my God. Cried, like, heart cracked open these. Like, every single one of them is so Mm -hmm. different walking through the world, sees themselves so differently, looks so different, is so beautiful, so expanded, so boundary, so powerful. So, like, it is insane. No matter what your story is, no matter what, you can transform your relationship with yourself and how much time do we spend chasing relationships to feel happy? Because that's our programming as women. But the most important relationship in your life is your relationship with yourself. You are the one you're in relationship with from now until the end of time. And at the root of every single relationship challenge you have in your life is your relationship with you, that's all. Every Mm -hmm. time you're triggered in relationship, you're bumping up against you and you. It's the meaning you're making of other people's behavior with, which is the relationship within you. It's you contorting yourself on dates to get attention, to get the guy, to get the love, to get the person, to get the relationship. Mm -hmm. Like you have to build a relationship with yourself. We've had, you know, I've had, we talk a lot about doing the work and I think that becomes, you know, in our industry, there's a lot of jargon that people don't quite understand understand. So the work, like that's what it is to me. And I don't even like the word work because to me, it's not work. It's play. It's pleasure. It's joy. Like actually learning how to get to know your own soul and building a relationship with yourself and making that your priority. That's not work. Like what's work is fucking contorting ourselves. What's work is operating in our protection all the time. That's exhaust That's exactly everything we just said. Like, that's what makes dating so exhausting is not being ourselves. When I went on a date in Athens it was so cool because it was my first date in a very long time and it was someone who i met in corfu and i was you know i knew him for about 6 weeks and we just had the sweetest date like we just went for had a bottle of wine and sat at this cool bar with a live singer and we just he sat right next to me and i was just myself and i shared you know every an old me would have been like oh don't share that spiritual thing and don't and what happened was i saw this young greek man who you know i it was just this sweet connection. And I just saw this young Greek man's mind being blown because he'd never heard most of the things that I said. And he was like, you're so smart. Like, whoa, I'm learning like what? I've never thought about that before. I've never looked at that perspective before. And it, I mean, it kind of almost felt like a little like coaching session. <laughs> it was, it. But I was like, cool. So I just got to go have this experience with this human that I don't know. And I got to transform his life, like changes, even just a tiny, even if it was just one thing I said that just like, helped him believe in himself more. How Like we just had this sweetest conversation Mm -hmm. and it was because I was just being myself. I wasn't trying to prove myself. I wasn't, and I felt beautiful and powerful and all of those things because I was just being me. And I didn't used to feel this way about myself. I've showed up again and again and again. I've worked with mentors and teachers and healers and coaches and all sorts of different human souls in my life to help me change my relationship with myself i prioritize my relationship with myself over everything so yes i can go on date and doesn't mean it's always going to be easy of course like there's going to be whatever it's it, it'll be a journey but I commit that even in those moments, I forget in those moments, my saboteur wants to hijack me and wants to seek validation. I commit to coming back to myself. I commit to getting back into right relationship with me as opposed to thinking somebody else is responsible for how I feel. So if you don't want to be exhausted and you want to start having fun dating and using it, like that's what it is. It's a tool to connect. I mean, I think like this, this sweet guy that I went on the date with, I'm like, I'm my gosh, he's going to be my friend. I'm moving to Athens in May for half the year. And, and I like, that's absolutely, he's going to be a friend of mine. He's so sweet. And, and I feel, it was just such a lovely experience. And it's like, I got to practice, not practice, but be myself. Like I just thought it's just connecting. You know, if we take the freaking pressure off. We take the word dating out connecting. That's what dating is. And if you go to connect with someone and it doesn't feel good, you leave. You say, thank you so much for your time. Um, Thank you for the coffee or whatever. I am going to check out early. This is just not feeling aligned for me, but I really wish you all the best. And And you take yourself out of it. You don't owe anyone anything. You don't have to stay a minute longer than you think you do. You absolutely are in charge. And when you're in right relationship with yourself, when you're in alignment with yourself, you can feel if something doesn't feel right or if something doesn't feel aligned or easeful or flowing or whatever, you can leave. You don't have to stay in an awkward conversation with someone who you don't, who you're like my experience with that guy that night was we had meaningful conversation. He was super interested in what I was sharing. I was interested in his world. It was enjoyable conversation. If I showed up and it was some guy who'd want to talk about things that I didn't give a shit about, or that didn't feel right. I would have said, you know what? Thank you so much. This is, you know, it's just not feeling right, but have a great night. And I appreciate you coming to meet me, whatever, like you can lubricate it with love, but you don't owe anybody anything. Anything. Dating is connecting. It's connecting, it's connecting, and it's practice for you to just relax and be who you are. And the right people, just like the right friends will love all of you. The right man will love all of you. Bring your witchy self, bring your spiritual Mm -hmm. self, bring your quirky self, bring your weird self, bring your tomboy self, whatever is authentically you, that's who you bring on the date with you.
1: And your true self attracts true love. That's the only way, the only Only way way. it goes. And we want you to have your power in every area of your life. So epic episode. Anything else you want to say?
0: That's it. Have fun. Let yourself have have
1: fun. fun. No yeah. more being exhausted. And if you're exhausted, take a good look at where you are boundary less. Yes. yes. <laughs> and oh. Bring bring it all back in.
0: Yes. And and the saboteurs, I know I've I've mentioned I mentioned them in a few episodes. There's always the saboteur mini course is in I do masterclasses every once in a while, but there's a saboteur mini course where you can learn about each more deeply each archetype. That's on my Instagram. It's Kate Harlow XO and it's in the bio.
1: We love you. We See love you, you.
0: See you soon episode 100 hi it's Kate thanks so much for listening to the new truth podcast